0: Hi, I'm Suzanne. I am a videographer and photographer and I am here because this month is International Women's Day on the 8th of March. In keeping with this year's theme of hashtag choose to challenge, I've been working with nine brilliant women creating a photo series to represent different stereotypes that modern Australian women face. Alongside this photo series, we've recorded a conversation on each of these topics to help create a dialogue around them for International Women's Day. You're going to get one a day until the 9th of March, so stay tuned. Today's topic is hashtag choose to challenge motherhood. And I have this conversation with Claire. Hi, today we are talking about motherhood and I have to discuss this with me. The brilliant.
1: Hardly brilliant.
0: Yes, brilliant. Go on. What's your name?
1: Claire Pisani. Claire
0: yeah. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Okay. So I'm very proud of being a mother. I'm also proud of having a small business in which I help people to achieve their professional career potential.
0: So I've asked you here today obviously because you're a mother and I think um, you have a really beautiful, I know it was really difficult, but really beautiful path to being a mother to humans and not just my dogs. (laughs) Um, So maybe you could tell us a bit about that.
1: I'm the parent of an amazing grown-up young woman who my husband and I adopted when she was a baby and the pathway to parenthood was very different but the actual parenting i presume is pretty much the same that's from my point of view she might disagree
0: (laughs) (laughs) so then i guess the as the topic of this is choose to challenge what are the assumptions that are made about women being mothers do you think that you've experienced and seen
1: look if we were to wind back the clock maybe 20 years i or or more you would find that people who have work while they parent would be frowned upon Mm. but in fact more recently it's actually gone the other way so people who take time out to just be a parent um it's it's you're sort of considered to be not adequately busy not adequately challenged and Mm. Visit. Or I'm
0: feminist as a mother, if you don't, if you're not um, also working, that's what I've heard thrown around. I, I haven't <laughs> thought of it in
1: in feminism terms, but um, I have thought of it. I, I remember being aware that um, there's a kind of there's a kind of peer pressure to be more busy than everyone else because you're a mother, because you're a mother, and because you're working. Don't take any downtime. Yeah, and and not it's not about don't take any downtime. It's that if you're actually not at your exhaustion limits, then there's something wrong with you. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's a kind of competition to be busier than everyone. Right. That's yeah. what I, I noticed. As I said, I think this has been a change. The disapproval is probably there. There's mm. always disapproval somehow. Yes, yeah. At part the very of extreme. It, at, Every experience, always disapproval. And I think that that is something that maybe men don't contend with quite as much. Women are always um, being expected to be a certain way and if they're not precisely in the very centre of that expectation, everyone else's expectation, then somehow there's something wrong with the way they're operating. I think we're in transition. Yes. I think we're in transition to a place where um, being a parent rather than being a mother Mm. and where um, being a professional parent rather than being um, split between work and home, I think, especially when kids are very young. I I was really privileged not to have to work during that time Mm. and it really benefited our family, in particular my daughter. Mm. Um, And I really, really feel... It must be very confronting and difficult for women who have newborns and young kids to miss, not just miss out on their time, but the whole process of recalibrating how you think and how you act and how you behave and yeah. how you speak to be professional yeah. and then to be a mom. they're yeah. so different, so difficult for women, and yet they just take it on the chin and make the best of it. I yeah. would like to think we're in transition to a place where um, where the parenting does become more equal Yeah. and where the opportunities for women to um, really focus on their kids when they want to and resume a professional life when they're able to, willing to, want to, mm. ready to, mm. all of that. Yeah. I think yeah, that's definitely. where we should be heading. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think we're seeing it normalised more and more for um, in a heterosexual couple for the man to be the one that stays at home and I think that um, it's it, it's almost in a way become more of a healthy dynamic because the woman will tend to still pick up a lot of the at-home tasks. So it's not that the man is taking on what was traditionally the wife-slash-mother's role, it's, it's more of an even game than in that situation. Um, yeah. From what we see but obviously yeah some scenarios
1: <laughs> but are I mean we're generalizing yes but there are daily conversations on in the media mm. uh, about these topics yeah and one of the things that occurred to me um, is that from not having children from being a single person when you partner with someone your world becomes bigger mm. this is one of the Um, wonderful things that being a parent brings what it should bring with it is empathy Mm. okay so I think that this is a really important concept because um, mothers will all feel empathy they will feel empathy for another child that's fallen over and injured themselves or like their hearts and their Awareness awareness are expanded. Mm. It, would, it really happens to fathers as well, but not all fathers. So I would like us to transition to a place where just being a parent... Means that
0: increase in empathy.
1: ...drives that increase in empathy. Mm. So to give you a substantiated example of where I think um, that isn't the case, where a prime minister has to consult his wife, who says well if you mm. can't think about it any other way at least pretend it's your daughters yeah. and then, and then see how then maybe you will see how it should yeah. feel yeah and i worry that he already having had daughters for some significant amount of years didn't automatically go there mm.
0: but not even i mean obviously we're talking in the space of parenthood but I, i'm not a parent and the idea to not have empathy on those topics that you're referencing in particular but just yeah we it's it's so important that people in leadership have that and that we should be able to rely on them having that even more so if they are parents regardless of their gender
1: yes so it should be regardless of whether you're a parent regardless of your of your gender nonetheless i've given you a fairly sizable demonstration of one that isn't meeting Mm. that criterion. yes yeah so it's very hard to see how we can change the um the legal framework the compliance framework the requirements for women around working conditions and making it more flexible when the people who are in a position to 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 do to, be, changes, to make those changes, make those changes mm-hmm. to legislate those changes to drive the discussion around the concepts that will eventually lead to legislation are nowhere near
0: they don't really have the empathy of what they don't the women have are the empathy through. of yeah. not
1: of what a woman goes through in a most extreme uh, yeah. experience. So mm. has to be reminded, think about it like it's your daughter. Yeah. Okay, So that is that is a reality check on where women are mm. at the moment. Yes. Okay. And it kind of feeds into
0: as well um, one of the other topics of this series being leadership and um, what Jess spoke about who was talking about leadership was um how undervalued the emotional intelligence that women bring to leadership is. And I yep. think in that situation, having
1: a female prime minister would have been a very different story. Where empathy, empathy is something that germinates when you have a child, it germinates in your heart when you have a child. Mm. Okay, It's really hard to be an unempathetic being if you have a child. The nature of being a mother means that you... Open your heart and focus your care on someone else sometimes even to the exclusion of your own well-being Mm. I think motherhood is not about yourself it's about the other Mm. okay and that is um, that is something that should be valued so much more Mm. Um, and another aspect of motherhood I think that's This is my personal view, okay? Mm. This is probably not reflected in society at large at the moment. But if you parent the right way, you're not just a mother for the time being. You're actually someone that's propagating beautiful values into society forever. Mm. So you're building the next generation of humans.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And just as what you do wrong can last with that next generation of humans for a long time, so what you do right can pave the way for an enormous amount of development and growth in the next generation. Yeah, and um, I think
0: that is extremely undervalued. In it's our society. really undervalued. That's why it's so hard for mothers to find something that resembles a balance in their life because there isn't. Yeah, there isn't value placed on the work that goes into yeah. being a mother, and it's this is why women are in a worse off situation financially and it's a large part across the board because in modern Australian society there isn't a value placed on that because there isn't a monetary value aligned with it and this is uh, tying it into um i think it's more
1: than that oh it's so much more no (laughs) what i mean is if there was a job description one day that said here's a job uh we want you to come and um Cultural development. Cultural development and re-engineering and and, um, education um, around systemic values over a period of 10 years. Yeah, that
0: sounds like a very intense professional job. That
1: sounds like a seriously intense, intense job that would be remunerated massively highly. And by the way, the work that you will do is expected to carry on and develop... um, that organization's goals for the next 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. okay that would be a professional challenge and
0: this and it's not a nine-to-five job
1: and it's not a nine-to-five job <laughs> yep. okay you'd expect to be remunerated massively and it would be considered very weighty very important work yes. right but being a mother isn't valued in that way and it's not often seen through that lens yeah and um, the massive
0: achievement that it is
1: and the massive achievement that it is yeah. and Um, the massive guilt trip when you fail you know the weight of failure is just beyond um, a quarterly target that wasn't met yeah
0: and I understand what you mean by failure but I don't like using that word in association with others because I'm like there's no such thing as perfect it's impossible well actually
1: there's I like to look at it that there's regular failures. Yeah. It's how you regroup after the failures. Yes, yeah. You know, and that is an important lesson and in relationship building.
0: children how to deal with failures. It's yeah. Very important,
1: yeah. Um, you need to provide the right support and nurture in the context of that failure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, around the failure. You need to be able to let that person know that they aren't a failure.
0: Because of that thing that happened. Because
1: of the weight. Yeah. So... I think that's what builds resilience mm. is being supported through failure to know that it's not terminal
0: yes yeah. okay
1: rather than the failure itself so i sort of don't fully agree with that i want to extend the learning from failure really comes um, from the emotional resilience that you build and you can only build the emotional resilience if you're supported to do that. Yeah. So I think that that is probably the biggest thing that you can offer your children.
0: Yeah, I um, agree. And do you know what, even just as you're talking, then I've realised that I'm totally sitting within the stigma of failure. And you very politely just explained why I was stigmatising it without actually saying it. <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't be an issue with the word failure. It's a normal part
1: of life. Failure is a normal part of life and nobody likes it and nor yeah. should we. Okay, um, empathy dictates that when other people fail um, you don't blame or shame but you have compassion for them mm. and um, if you use empathy as a, a driver um, then you're more likely to pick up the, the nuances around mm. what bits failed and what bits you can um, still, take from the experience that weren't failures. Yeah.
0: Um, did you find when you were going back into the workplace that you faced prejudice for having taken time off to be, off time off, not really, having taken yeah. time no, off yeah. work yeah. <laughs> to be a mother?
1: Yeah, I didn't feel it in the workplace. I felt it, I think I alluded to this earlier, I actually mm. felt it around the Parenting the parents at the school, especially the other mothers, Mm. who were working and parenting at the same time, I really did feel it. You know that they were there was this competition to see who was the busiest, right? You know who'd done the biggest amount of exercise that week and who was exhausted from the classes, had the least sleep, (laughs) and who and who got the drunkest. There was and like there was real competition about. who was working the hardest while parenting. Right. Or maybe it was only that small amount, but I certainly felt that. Yeah. Because I really was just very focused on my child. Yeah. Um, And I really know that that's a privilege. I know that that is not something uh, that that we were privileged because my husband earned enough and between the two of us, we decided that our child um, could have the benefit of my full-time care until she was about seven. Yeah. You know, and um, it was really worth doing. We, we felt it. But my career suffered tremendously. I lost my career completely. Yeah. So I had to start again yeah. afterwards. Um, so and I don't know. I think I'm lucky because when I meet with my professional peers who haven't taken time out, who are outrageously senior, mm. you know, at the moment, I'm not getting the sense that they think more poorly of me for having done that and lost, like, the, the seniority that I would have had. But that's based on the fact that I've now been working for 10 years in my own business and so I can communicate like a professional. Yes, yeah. So I think it's more based on how I present now, whereas um, I still feel the lack of that career for 10 years. Yeah. I mean I did lose a lot I lost yeah. a lot of money and a lot of career and a lot of self-esteem and a lot of um a lot of prestige
0: yeah yeah so then how do you feel like I mean I could give answers on how I think you've challenged this but how do you feel like you've challenged these issues that women face as mothers
1: well I I'm just lucky because I started my own business mm. and that gave me a feeling of contributing again mm I do think that the way forward for women ideally, if they want that, is that flexibility of career paths. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, within the current system, the, the best way you can challenge and manage it is this flexibility that you talk about in career
1: yeah so if if the corporate world doesn't at this point give women unlimited flexibility to um, parent as they need to then I think it's a really good thing if women can uh, skew their education and career choices to allow them to develop part-time businesses or part-time work that when they want to do that, when they have the opportunity, when they parent, they can avail themselves of the flexibility that the system has failed to give them. Mm. They can create their own flexibility. don't know if that's the best way but certainly the way forward at the moment yeah and um, yeah I
0: th- yeah this the system is kind of rigged against um it is th- parents at the moment but also but particularly mothers within the expectations that are still placed on women to be the primary parent yes um oh, like and you know you hear stories about um in a heterosexual couple again the father being listed as the primary contact on the school form but the school still calls the mother first, which because of these, I mean, norms. sometimes, yeah, conscious and sometimes unconscious biases that people have. Um, but I think, yeah, I I love the point that you make on this flexibility. I think this is why, you know, the gig economy and side hustles are becoming so much more prevalent yep. is for exactly this reason. And I remember when I was, before I came to the realisation that I probably don't want to grow my own humans, um, and I was looking at the system of like, okay, so how do people make this work? I still have not worked out how people make this work. The system as it is at the moment, with school hours and working hours and expectations... It's it, stressful. it actually doesn't make any sense to me still how people make it fit. It's,
1: it's, it's apple plus fridge equals pool. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and... And the amount of stress that it generates yeah. is utterly unnecessary. Like, why should mothers, especially mothers, I know fathers do the, the job sometimes, but especially when kids are young, it'll tend to be a mum uh, and they'll try and, and uh, I know mums who took part-time roles officially three days a week, but actually it was four days work, but yeah. you were paid for three days. Yeah. But in order to be able to pick up your child from school, And Like you know that this what the school hours are in Australia that school hours are fixed We've known about them for decades and decades. They've never changed. How is it that our system? Doesn't support um, Looking after your kids when Mm -hmm. they leave school. How is it that that? You know this whole parenting thing is done um, on the side Mm. and it's it's impossible for a two-parent
0: household. I can't even imagine for a one-parent household what that looks like.
1: I think for a one-parent household, it must be very difficult.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that, um, I mean, not just the financial burden, um, but the the feeling of not having the availability that for your kids that they that you'd love to have for them. Mm. You know, it's it's really challenging. Yeah. You know. Um yeah. So I, I I think the system is just sort of failing us. Yeah.
0: It's but still the system set up for a two-parent household where one person stays at home full-time. Time. And that's does when it works. the cooking and the shopping and the yeah. cleaning and the washing. And, and that's the only way that the current system works, which is not the system that most people are living.
1: But there, there isn't... I mean, we should add to that, that commentary. This is Australian life today. Um In in the circle of friends that we have, we've had this discussion over the years that in other countries, especially in Asian countries, um, it is part of the societal expectations that there will be um, support workers working inside the family to look after the kids. Mm. And so what's interesting about that, though, is that the parents are less involved with their kids mm. um and I don't know I also see that as a fail you yeah. know on the one hand it's really great you don't have the rushing and and the you know I mean there's a lot of rushing <laughs> when my daughter was little there was a lot of rushing yeah and some of it was such a waste of time I don't know I set myself this impossible agenda that we had. To do music and we had to do sport and we had to do language and
0: well because that's what you told to be the perfect mum you have to do all these things well and... I,
1: I didn't think about it as what people expected of me I thought about it as what does my daughter need yeah she needs this list yeah <laughs> everything <laughs> okay. everything the whole world. okay and I've got this this this, yeah. this. Oh, damn I haven't done that one. which
0: of course you want her to have everything you do but it becomes your responsibility and everything the is
1: impossible taxi yes yeah. a lot of taxiing. yes And but look, also, if you talk to all the parents and all the teachers, the teachers will always tell you these kids, these younger kids, they have activities every single day after Mm. school. You Mm. know, is that bad? Is it good? What happened to the days where kids would play with each other locally in their area after school? I don't know. It's that's a generational change. That's I wouldn't comment on what's working better. Yeah.
0: And I think that's, I guess that's where we're seeing women challenge it at the moment is that the incredible number of, I as we're commonly referring them to, lady startups, um, which are the side hustles, which are women starting their own businesses. That's how women are filling the gaps. That's how we're, because the system at a higher level, which would be much easier, (laughs) is not changing, changing it at the base level where, where women have that control. Yeah. Um, but it also, I mean, what we've seen happen—that is awful for that—that that has had a terrible impact on women—is when an extreme situation like COVID occurs, all of these businesses become destabilized. Um, oh
1: yeah, so that, of course they—they're the first to suffer, and yeah. it actually has been, you know, in so many ways that are measurable, it has been a very debilitating um, experience. For women rather than people mm. um yeah on so many fronts like On so many domestic fronts. violence
0: on the increase yep. of household um labor on teaching children from home on so many and, and on businesses as well and touching, on
1: businesses on. that yeah. have collapsed and on the fact that the people who lost their jobs in retail and hospitality and in tourism they're they're feminine uh, Areas of work women have chosen those professions mm. for whatever reason. Yeah, um, we're
0: overrepresented in the area overrepresented
1: in that yeah. area. Therefore, it was a recession that really has impacted women. And now that the recession's over, the impact is still there for women.
0: Mm.
1: You know, um, I have to reorganize, recalibrate my business mm. to make adjustments for the changes that occurred mm. during COVID, which. It's incredibly is... stressful
0: and but you know what you'll do it brilliantly because you're a woman and a mother and you've always had to make it work like you think how much better you're going to respond to this than perhaps a male counterpart would have be- because of the expectations on a day-to-day yeah. basis
1: yeah who knows who knows yeah. I'll do my best as, and that's That's a mantra. I'll do my best. Yes. You know, that's a mother's mantra.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So I think that the way forward for society ought to be to be more tolerant, to be more understanding. Mm. So because at the moment anything that's around parenthood is not valued really at all. Mm. It's considered to be... um, I mean, people are still... Surreptitiously asked whether they're going to be having a child in the next period of time in in jobs.
0: Yeah, you're unfulfilled if you don't have a child, is the societal leaning. But then there's also, if you do, there's actually no value in that.
1: (laughs) It is not valued to have
0: children. I keep raising this point, it's come up a lot in this series, but the next generation, even for me, makes me so hopeful makes me so hopeful. We have a lot of really impressive women in your generation who are challenging the issues for motherhood, including yourself. And um, hopefully the system changes so it's not happening, having to happen at a granular level sooner rather than later.
1: Hope so. There are a lot of amazing young women who are articulate and speaking up now um, about experiences that they've had and they have their bravery and courage and intelligence has got potential I think to make bigger changes than the women of my generation but it's very slow progress yes
0: <laughs> but it's progress yeah <laughs> as slow as it is it's progress it is thank you so much for coming to talk to me I really really appreciate your time and your perspective on all of this
1: it's my huge pleasure thank you